Welcome to the Jannie and Angie Show with January Donovan and Angela Schneiders. We have a dream to rebuild our church and restore the tender love of Christ to every human heart. We believe in women's irreplaceable role in rebuilding our church, our culture, and our domestic church. As St. Catherine of Siena reminds us, be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. It is time to rise and reclaim souls for Christ. We must deepen our formation as women and prepare ourselves to lead the new evangelization. Our vision in the Women's School is to build our church one woman's formation at a time, and only then will we set the world on fire for Christ. How do you make a decision on what you should do and what you should not do uh, to add and to subtract from your plate so that the people around you, including yourself, do not become resentful? Welcome to the Women's School Podcast. Today, I want to just really uh, kind of outline the standard in which us women need to conduct ourselves in learning to say yes and no to the activities that are demanded of us on a daily basis. First, let's put context and the fact that the world is busier, faster, and we are more available, which means that we are called at a split second and say, hey, can you help with this? Can you do this? Can you be part of this? And also, secondly, women today are now have a capacity, at least in the Western world, to become a voice for humanity, all of which are good. So we want to be able to volunteer here, you know, make our voices known here, all of which are good. But maturity in ourselves as women, remember that um, as we define in the woman's school, wholeness actually means to be complete and to mature into completeness. And so maturity requires us actually to be able to do only what we are called to do in that particular season. Maturity requires us to be masterful in boundaries and learning to say yes to the most important things and not say yes to everything because saying yes to everything compromises a lot of things. And so we have to be strategic and mature in our ability to think in our mindset of, okay, what is the most important thing I am able to contribute in this moment? What is the call of this season? And what do I need to take off my plate? I think that's a constant managing of our activities and our focus. So maturity requires us to really learn focus skills, to really be masterful about boundaries without guilt or shame, and to know our own gifts and talents. Okay, that's what the maturity means. And in order to do that, it requires skills. Decision-making is a skill, boundaries is a skill. These are the things that we teach in the woman's school that are vital to our maturity and are vital to our survival skill. When I say survival, our peace of mind. Because in order to really thrive, we must first survive. And in order to survive, we need to have a steady flow of peace of mind so that we're not constantly just reacting to the everyday demands of us. So I think that's the first thing is that this is part of us maturing as women is to draw boundaries. The second thing, the standard I'd like to point out is that when we make a decision on what to do and what not to do. I want you to think of like a, like a, um, like a circle, right? The wholeness circle. And so in order for us to put one thing in, 
you know, um, another thing, we need to take something out to make the circle whole. If we try to squeeze another thing in there, it's there's going, it's going to open the circle and it's going to be a loophole. So it's important that when we add one thing, we take out something, we manage our wholeness. And the only way we're going to do that is to number one, make sure that, okay, I'm going to add, you know, a soccer activity here, a PTA, uh, you know, another project at work. I need to make sure what do I need to say no to in order to say yes to this for the purpose of making sure that we protect our wholeness. To think that we can just say yes to everything and us not sort of kind of, you know, um, fall apart and crumble, kind of the circle busting out of the seams and feeling like, you know, we're just broken apart because we're adding too much is... Um, is really not a healthy expectation, okay? Or we can increase our skill set. What do I mean by that? So, how do a lot of people are how you know how are some people able to do many more things and to do it well and do it with peace? Well, they probably learn skills such as asking for help, leveraging, um, managing uh, time, efficiency is another one, uh, saying no. So in order for us to be able to put another thing, we have maybe um, learned to delegate some things, okay? So the reason why I think that's important, I want to put this into context, is that in order for me to be able to be a mom of eight, in order to for me to run a company, write a book, do all these things, I have to be strategic about saying no. I have to be strategic about managing help. I have to be so efficient with my time that I have because I don't have time. A lot of time to spare. I have to be able to be constantly um, protecting my mindset so that it's peaceful, so that when I do work, I am able to focus. So those are, I would say, upskilling myself continually. And there are so many things that we are constantly learning to skill up. And I know that because that is, you know, the name of the game for me. I have to constantly learn skills. So. It's important to say, if I'm going to yes, say yes to this PTA or to become part of, you know, this new project, then what am I actually saying no to and saying, I'm going to say yes to PTA, I actually have to say no to driving uh, this at soccer. So that's important. You're managing your yes and no's to keep yourself whole. Now, secondly, is that there's priorities that are really important, okay? And priorities matter. What I mean by that is that we can't say yes to our external world, uh, you know, sort of outside our homes, but things at homes are not set up because that builds resentment. What I mean by that is that we, if we are overcommitting outside and we're not spending time with our spouse or our children or our friends or whoever we, you know, value in our life, that creates resentment. So we need to say yes in accordance to what is important, which is obviously we first need to be whole and then we then need to honor the people around us that we love because that matters. That's what makes us fulfilled because it doesn't matter what we achieve outside our home if we don't have fulfilling relationships and um, if we're crumbling in the things that matter the most, right? And so then we need to say, okay, in order for me to do this, have I set up my home to be orderly, to have, um, you know, do I set up date nights with my husband, with my children, so that I'm able to do the things outside of home without compromising things inside my home. And it's, it's a real dance for me, knowing that I have to 
you know, I've got all the demands outside of home. Uh, <laughs> what I mean by that, work-wise, you know, there's thousands of women counting on me. The woman's school is expanding greatly. I have to be constantly managing the order of priorities in my life. And it is a dance. It is a work. I'm constantly having to say, Junior, how can I do this? And less time and more efficient time without compromising my peace of mind. It's a constant work. So I think that's important for all of us women, because if I am contributing outside my home and, you know, people around me that I love are unhappy with how I'm showing up in their life, it's only a matter of time that will I'll be unhappy with my outside contribution because I'm not fulfilled in my connection and connection matters. So that's the second thing. The third thing that is really important is that we have to um, serve from a place of abundance. So we need to serve other people because we want to give, not because we want to take. What do I mean by that? We've had our own, you know, um, I would say wounds in the past. And some of the wounds is that we want to feel needed because nobody has made us feel valid and needed. This is why we talk so much about self-worth in the woman's school as a, as a place for us to heal and begin that journey. Because if we give outside our home or if we're doing something because we want to be needed, then the motivation is not healthy. I have to be able to give because it's something that helps the other person and not just something that I feel like is about me, okay? Now, when we help other people, it inevitably comes back to us. There's a fulfillment around it, but it's not because of this need to be needed. It's that's, that's born out of the wound. So we first need to heal that wound of feeling as though, okay, I feel like I need to be needed in order for me to show up. So that's why I'm giving to all these people because it makes me actually feel um, good. But it's, I would say it's a, a superficial way to heal because if people don't make us feel needed, then we then all of a sudden feel as though we are unworthy. So we have to know who we are and our value. And it goes back to healing our self-worth that our worth is objective, not subject to the external. That's why we have to do this massive wound work, which we talk about in the women's school and that's from different topics. So what I'm trying to convey here is that we have to ask ourselves, am I contributing because I want to give and serve and I am abundantly serving and not because I need to be needed, okay? If we do need to be needed, then we first need to take care of that um, wound of feeling as though we have to please prove ourselves to um, to heal that need to um, that need for um, external reward that um, in order for me to feel valued. Okay, so we want to serve because it helps the other, not because we feel that it is fulfilling a need in our life, okay? That's important. That's a huge distinction. And so the question that came here, which I want to, that kind of made me really think about this is um, an important question because most of us battle, I'm reading the question here. <clears throat> most of us battle trying to figure out what to do and what not to do in our life. I think it, that's the name of the game in our current climate of you know, information world and world availability. So uh, I'm just going to read it here 
a little bit of it. Uh, I'm dealing with a marital issue and could use some guidance. As I've started the woman's school, I've I'm gone every other, uh, you know, other Monday to do some of the work. Um, and I've also been invited to do all these, I would say, um, opportunities to contribute because she's grown so much that, you know, they see the light that she is in the world and they want to invite her, right? Invite her to be part of this foundation and this group and this group, all of which are good. Okay. Um, I'm helping. Um, and, and so it's, it's starting, I'm starting to feel resentment rising in my house as I'm growing and flourishing. Um, and my husband is not feeling, feeling like he's growing. So there's a couple of compounding issues here based on our conversation. Um, is this part of the side effects? So I want to address something that I think is important that we don't recognize is that when we choose to grow, okay, so when we're grow, inevitably for someone who isn't growing, it is a face of, um, I would say, uh, it makes them face their lack of, of growth. All of a sudden, you know, when you're growing, it becomes a mirror of where they are. Okay. So we have to kind of not take it personally, even though it is personal and even though it does wound us to think that, okay, my own growth, okay, is hurting you, not because of me, but because you're facing who you're not. It happens all the time with anyone when it's growing. And this is a byproduct that I'm seeing even in women in the women's school where the couples, one is growing and the other one isn't. It's a bit of a dance, okay? What's the alternative to not grow and to just stay where we are because maybe our spouse, it makes our spouse uncomfortable. Well, we're not made for comfort. And to sit there is to sit in, you know, resentment, joined resentment. And eventually, you, you know, there's going, it's going to hurt you. Okay, so a, a byproduct of us growing is that everyone else around us, we, we make everyone around us feel uncomfortable. We have to know this so that we're not sort of like, what's going on, right? When we're growing and it's like, why can't they just accept me? I'm growing, I'm doing all these amazing things. For the first time, I'm happier and peaceful. And she even said that, you know, I'm more confident, I'm happier and peaceful. They're not used to that new you right? Because that's what we do in the women's school. We heal the one from the inside out. And all of a sudden, they're not used to that new person that's showing up in their life. It's making them feel uncomfortable, especially when they're not growing. Now, when they're growing, it's exciting because you're both, you know, speaking the same language. And, and even though you're different, you're going for that different and novel growth that you're going through. So there's that shared, you know, language. But this is a natural byproduct of someone that's growing. So what's your recourse is that you have to remember to go through Number one is that, you know, we have to learn new skills, boundary skills. We have to learn um, how to set standards. So a very concrete way to actually, you know, counter this is to say, is to restate your standard and your boundaries. You know, resentment grows when people are around us because we haven't set a standard. They're not used to perhaps you setting a standard. So here's a great script. I know this is probably so different than what you're used to. I have learned a new way of being, a new way of, of holding myself accountable and a new way of growing. And I know that this is new to you, but I am going to become a better version of myself. And so I am resetting 
new standards of expectations and new ways of showing up. Um, my need, my, you know, my, if I'm gone every other Monday, right. And I'm giving to everyone else and I'm fulfilling this important need. And all of a sudden you're not used to, you know, a world where I'm actually um, growing or I'm actually making time for myself. I apologize that I haven't made that clear in the past, but this is how I become a better mother, a better wife, a better friend, a better, you know, worker to the world. So I expect you to honor this time that I need to grow. You're resetting a standard. That's your script. What you're doing is saying, wait a minute. I haven't given myself permission to have time for myself. Now I'm actually saying, this was what I actually needed all along. I just didn't know. So now I'm resetting the tone. And you can say, you, you, know, you need time to recalibrate. You need time to grow. Everybody does. And that's what mom is doing. That's what I'm doing right now. And in order for me to become a better wife, you know, friend, mother, co-worker, I must continue to invest in my own growth. You're resetting your standard. How they're going to react, you have to be detached from the outcome. But remember that resentment grows when we don't hold people accountable or we don't set the right standards and boundaries. So boundaries is key here, standards is key. That's what you're kind of reestablishing when perhaps was not before. Um, and then secondly, is that you have to make a decision and say, okay, as I try to learn and manage how to prioritize my time, I need you to be patient. I'm going to say yes to this. I'm going to say no to this. You talk to them and say, I'm going to say yes to this. I'm going to say no to this. I think this is now the call of the season. Clearly, you can't say yes to everyone. You know what? I am going to ask for help on Monday, maybe get a sitter or, you know, so then on Mondays it's taken care of or, and then I can still do what I think is important to actually help me grow. Or, you know what, um, I need you to step in on Mondays as a way to honor my own growth. Um, you're asking and you're resetting expectations. Now, remember, every time we reset expectations that we create transitions or we help people to elevate, you're going to get resistance. You show up in grace. You continue to, you know, honor your own growth, but at the same time, set up the right puzzle pieces in your own home. That's going to um, make them say, wow, this is actually amazing. She's making sure our home is orderly. She's making sure that, you know, listen, on Mondays I'm gone, but let's have date nights on Fridays. Right? So they're recalibrating. Nobody wants to be, you know, uncomfortable. In order to change this discomfort. Now, when you change, it forces them to actually reflect on who they are, maybe not consciously, but subconsciously. So what you're seeing is a natural byproduct of a woman that's growing and everyone else around them is being held accountable by just the way you're showing up. Remember that accountability is a form of contribution. Whether they like it or not, it could be a seed planted for their own future growth. And the resistance is a normal thing because change is always met with resistance. So what you have to do is to persevere during the season of continuing your own growth, your own skill set, resetting the tone, resetting the boundaries, creating a standard, communicating effectively in grace, and learning how to actually be a light in spite of the fact that you're actually, you know, causing a whole lot of discomfort in their own mind. So this is, you know, there's a lot in here that I know I have kind of spoken, but ladies, we have to show up. We have to show up on our own need for growth. We have to reset the standard of a world that tells us we have to give, give, give without first receiving. Our own growth 
it has to be constant and primary in order for us to contribute. So whatever you see and say no to, you know, this great activity, this is great, say no to that. Um, if it means saying yes to your own growth. As you grow and as you continue to upskill, you both your minds and your skill set, you're gonna have room for that. And I tell you, you know, when I first had to do this, it was a challenge because I wanted to say yes to everything. I wanted to make myself available. I wanted to give, 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 give. But I knew I was doing a lot of good little half things and not great focus things. Maturity requires focus, purpose, and intentionality in the way we show up. We become really skilled and masterful. And one thing that we're called in that moment, and it's a form of maturity. So this is really an elevation of who we ought to as to mature as women. This is the wholeness challenge. This is a wholeness movement that we're trying to integrate into our new culture. And that's the invitation that I have for you is that look at all the different arenas. If you're not part of the women's school, this is what we teach. We teach wholeness. We look at the whole arena. We have to show up from a place of wholeness so that we have a sustained contribution and generosity and peace of mind so that we don't rob the world of our gift and our contribution to humanity because we are responsible for that. Thank you so much. I look forward to you know um, hearing from you, your own growth in your journey. If you're interested in the Women's School, please go to um, JanuaryDonovan.com and begin the journey to really um, create the transformation from the inside out. Thank you for joining us today. We would love to hear from you. Please write us at info at com. We would love to hear your comments and questions. And to learn more about our work at The Woman's School, please visit our website, thewomanschool.org. Finally, we encourage you to take the wholeness quiz, which you will find on our website, thewomanschool.org. Because as St. Edith Shine taught us, as a woman becomes whole, she becomes a pillar on which others can lean to be made whole. Thank you, ladies. Until next time, let us rise and together rebuild our church.